0: Happy Holidays from Transistor. Please come and join us here during the holiday season for all your gift needs at 5224 North Clark Street.
1: Hey, this is Chef Meg.
0: And Chef Rolf.
1: We're at Gadabout Chicago on 5212 North Clark Street.
0: And we're wishing you the happiest of holidays this upcoming season and a happy new year. Hey everyone, it's Mark, Ken, and Barb from Andersonville Antiques and we want to wish everyone a very merry christmas and a happy new year and we are so ready for the holidays you need to get yourself in here quick holiday greetings from winifred grace to our beloved andersonville customers we are so excited to share with you our first holiday season in our new space we've got loads of goodies for gifting And this Saturday, we will be hosting everybody's favorite local shoemaker, KJ Made, where we'll have lots of cash and carry handmade leather shoes by Andersonville's very own Chris Joint. Stop in to shop or just say hi. We are so grateful for you. Happy holidays! Hey there, Andersonville. This is Alex at Buffalo Exchange. We're located at 5252 North Clark Street. We sell secondhand clothing and accessories. We'd love to see you this holiday season. Get your winter gear here. All love, all cheers. Have a great 2019 into 2020. Farewell.
1: Merry Christmas from Candiality. Stop in, we have lots of amazing gourmet chocolates, lots of fun stocking stuffers. Stop in and see us at 5225 North Clark. Have a good holiday season.
0: Hey Andersonville, this is Todd from Foresighted and we are out of the gate on decorating for Christmas. Be careful when you come in because you'll, you'll step on an ornament. We'll have everything you need to decorate your house and all sorts of new stuff.
1: Happy Holidays from the Galleria! Shop local with us this holiday season. We'll be giving our customers who spend over $150 with us a $25 gift card for the new year. Hey everybody, this is Al from Kopi Cafe, 5317 North Clark Street, and we are here now and every day through the holiday season and throughout the year. We have great gift items for your holidays or for your personal perusal here at the cafe. Come on by, have a drink, have something to eat. We can't wait to see you. Hurry, come on by.
0: Hi, this is Kristen, the manager of Toys Etc. in Andersonville at 5311 North Clark, wishing you a happy holidays. Do you have a wish list that you need to get to Santa, we've got a mailbox in here all ready for you. Happy holidays from Norcross and Scott home. Join us at 1476 West Berwin Avenue for late-night Andersonville on December 20th.
1: Hello, friends. Happy holidays from Strange Cargo Teas. We're here to supply knickknacks, t-shirts, whatever you may need for Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. We're here to celebrate with you.
0: Thank you. Happy holidays from Uve Kitchen and Wine Bar located at 5553 North Clark Street on the corner of Bryn Mawr and Clark. Join us for all your holiday celebrations.
1: Happy Holidays from Chicago TAP Theater! Don't forget to join us at Tidings of TAP on December 15th at North Shore Center for the Performing Arts.
0: Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. Today we are joined by Catherine Sellin of the Swedish American Museum. Catherine is here to talk to us today about the tradition of St. Lucia, which takes place this Friday, December 13th. The celebration comes from stories that were told by monks who first brought Christianity to Sweden. St. Lucia was a young Christian girl who was martyred and killed for her faith in the year 304. The most common story told about St. Lucia is that she would secretly bring food to the persecuted Christians in Rome who lived in the catacombs under the city. She would wear candles on her head so she had both her hands to carry all of the things. <laughs> Welcome, Catherine. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Before we talk about Lucia, why don't we begin by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your role at the museum? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I started at
1: the museum in October, so I haven't been there too long, but I am the store manager there now. So I have been busy setting up our Yule pop-up shop. Um, which is all of our holiday decor and ornaments and things like that right next door to the museum store. I'm responsible for buying for the museum store and stocking all of our food, managing our volunteers. And what brought Let's you see. to the museum? Oh, um, So my father was born in Sweden, so I've always had a pretty strong cr- connection to our Swedish background. Um, my grandparents would always celebrate uh, on, which is Christmas Eve, um, with all of us they would bring our Christmas presents that night and we would open and have our Yule board, which is like the Swedish Christmas table, <laughs> all of the ham and the uh, herring and all sorts of other Christmas foods. Um, and we would go around the Christmas tree, do all of the the classic Christmas songs you would hear right in the museum store and probably all around Andersonville. <laughs> and yeah, so I, studied Swedish in college. I have a minor in Scandinavian studies. So I um, was sort of on the hunt for something that was kind of related to that. Uh, And I stumbled upon this job. I've been working retail for the past, I don't know, seven years or so. So this was a great melding of the things that I love the most, which is stocking products and being in a retail environment and practicing
0: Swedish and kind of honing that part of our family. So So now on to Lucia, according to old Swedish myths, Lucia night was the longest night of the year when supernaturals would terrorize the countryside. Is that correct? (gasps)
1: Yes. (laughs) So, um, the Lusa is like a legend of these kind of, yes, supernatural, maybe evil, maybe not. Um, beings that would come and terrorize the bad children and just, you know, the mischievous people. So they would come and the idea was that you have to eat a lot and put out a lot of lights to keep them away. So kind of a funny one. And then it sort of morphed into what it is today um, through the introduction of Christianity to Sweden. Um, And part of that was the the Catholic saint, who I believe is Sicilian, but somehow the Swedes got a hold of this tale um, and they sort of adopted this in Western Sweden, from what I understand. There's a legend that St. Lucia appeared to farmers who were starving. Um, She came with the lights on her head and she brought all of this food during a time of famine uh, and that's how all of these Western Swedish... Farmers ended up celebrating Lucia and um, having the eldest daughter in the house dress up as Lucia with the crown of lights and having the um, Lucia attendants and the star boys or star people come and do a procession through the house. So that's when in the morning, when it's still dark, because it's very dark in Sweden during the winter, they bring coffee and lucicat, which is like a saffron bun, to
0: the parents or whoever is the eldest in the house. And how does the museum go about celebrating the St. Lucia tradition? So the museum every year has a a group of people who come and
1: practice. It's all different ages, so there's different age ranges. There's like a kids group and like a teens group and a more adult group. And they sing songs. We do a Lucia procession. So the procession starts at the museum at 445. And then they walk to the Christmas tree down Clark Street um, and then come back to the museum for a full Lucia performance. So part of the procession is that the the person who is the Lucia or the Lucia bride or Lucia, <laughs> the one who wears the crown of light, uh, leads the procession. And then there's Lucia attendants who are also wearing white gowns. Uh, The star people are also wearing white gowns, but they have a cone on their head that has little stars and they have a star wand. And sometimes you'll also see um, Tomtar and Peppercock or Guba, which are like little gingerbread men. So our procession is usually only the white gowns, but so they walk from the museum to the tree, back to the museum, do a little performance, have some treats, and then walk from the museum to Ebenezer Church and do more. Of the traditional songs and wrap it up with another procession out. So,
0: and how know. is the crowning of the Lucia person working this year? Well, it's actually more random than it has been in the past. So traditionally,
1: um, in Sweden, they used to do Lucia almost like a pageant. Mostly girls would submit, uh, like usually teen girls up to. I, i would say probably around 25 years old would submit themselves to be considered for Lucia they would go through almost like a beauty pageant style um presentation of themselves <laughs> and then people would vote on the Lucia for the town or the church or whatever the the pageant was for now most places and actually all of Sweden um used to do like a competition to see who would be the Lucia of Stockholm or Whatever, big city. So I think it stopped in maybe 2012. I could be wrong about that. But it was pretty recently that they stopped doing that. And now it's more of a random draw. Um, And that's definitely on a smaller scale. So they don't really have the same spread of pageantry. Now it's more low-key. But they still do all of the, the same sort of processions and things like that. So at the museum, we we do a sort of random draw as well. It's like a lottery
0: system. Do, do people enter into the lottery system mm-hmm. then?
1: Yeah. So everyone who signs up to be a part of the Lucia procession, we have singing practice
0: and all of these things to prepare everyone for the Lucia procession. And in your opinion, Catherine, or in the museum's kind of, what kind of message do you feel people should take away from the tradition of Lucia? Like, what are you meant to be left with, I guess? I guess mostly warm and fuzzy
1: feelings. It's a it's a really nostalgic thing for a lot of people. And I think it kind of kicks off that sort of Christmas spirit. For many people, Lucia is like the first celebration of the holiday season. And it sort of gets people into the vibe of Christmas. But I think that it can be. I think that that can translate to a lot of different things. Um, it's a celebration of light, mostly. So, in this dark Chicago winter, <laughs> it's, it's really a true. Very welcome, welcome tradition.
0: Yeah, and at, at four forty-five when the procession starts, it is very dark out. Yes. Um, and if you haven't been to uh, a Lucia procession, I I highly encourage you to come on out because it is a beautiful sight to see. Uh, the children and families gathering around the holiday tree to sing, and um, it's just a wonderful event for the neighborhood. Catherine, can you tell us more about other Swedish Christmas traditions? Uh, There is another figure called Tomta you mentioned a little bit ago, and that's a little gnome who looks like Santa Claus and is believed to live under floorboards. Uh, Can you tell us more about that and and maybe some other kind of things that aren't American Christmas traditions? Yes.
1: So Tomten is a little magical creature that speaks in a very special language to all the animals and children on a farm. It's very cute. If you ever have the chance to read the book, you definitely should. Um, But Tomten are actually present all the time uh, in Swedish homes. So it started as a legend on farms that he would live under the floorboards and you had to present him with a bowl of porridge on Christmas Eve, or he would cause mischief in your house. If you gave him the porridge, then he would give you gifts. Um, so pretty fair trade, I think. He also is accompanied by the Yulebok, which is that straw goat that you see in many places around Swedish stores in, in Andersonville. And the Yulebok also brings Christmas presents. So they both kind of play the Santa role in Sweden. Tompton, year round are known to live also like in forests and things like that. So you'll see them a lot with little mushrooms or like forest berries, like blueberries and lingonberries. And what is a lingonberry? A lingonberry is sort of like a cranberry, but smaller and not quite as tart. So they're a little bit sweeter. Um, And you'll find them paired a lot with like Swedish meatballs or just with butter on crisp bread uh but they're very good. Swedish people eat a lot of lingonberries and drink a lot of lingon soft, which is like um a syrup that you mix with water or soda. So, at IKEA, <laughs> you often see lingon soft or lingon slushies, but it's very
0: common. <laughs> and are there other kind of traditional <laughs> Swedish foods for the the holidays? Yeah, so lucicat, I mentioned before, those saffron buns, um,
1: that's a very common thing that you'll see on Christmas tables, not only on Lucia, but a lot of people incorporate that on Christmas morning as well. Um, rice porridge, so like rice pudding. Swedish meatballs, pickled herring is very common. Um, something called Jonsen's temptation, which is sort of like scalloped potatoes with anchovies. <laughs> Very good. Although most
0: people may not agree with me, what about the you um the cookie the pepper cooker? Yes, right. You sell that at the museum. Mm-hmm. And what is that? It's it's so like pepper
1: a- cooker is like ginger snaps. Um, often people will bake them at home, but I've always known them in the tin. <laughs> it's kind of like the Danish butter cookies of Sweden. Um, but everyone has a tin of pepper cooker on Christmas, and there's actually a tradition. I don't know if this was just my grandparents, but if you put a peppercocker in your palm and you break it with your knuckle, if it breaks in three pieces,
0: then you can make a wish. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'll have to try that. Mm-hmm. We have a whole tray back up at the office. So, And you sell little Tomton right, in the store? Are those we do. the little gnome looking figures on the shelf?
1: Yes. So all around the Yule pop up, we have literally hundreds of Tomta. Um, all sorts of different Tomta from like Tomta Mor, which is like the mother of Tomta holding a baby to like a little Tomta girl on a sled. So there's one for everyone in the family.
0: And are there other products in the store kind of worth noting that people can pick up as gifts for the holiday season? Yes, we have so many ornaments,
1: a lot of traditional Swedish Christmas table decorations one of which is like an angel chime so if you've ever seen these before it's a little brass or silver chime with four candles and as the the candles are lit angels spin above and ring some bells and it's very very cheerful everyone always has one on their christmas table and promptly blows out the candles because of the noise <laughs> we have advent lights so something that's very common you'll see in sweden in household windows are these little candelabras that have five or seven lights this comes from a tradition where on the each sunday before christmas you light one of the candles um so there's four candles in each advent the electric ones are a little bit different but you put them in the window for the whole season along with an advent star which is usually hung above and either has a light in it or is just shiny on its own um And that's supposed to represent the Star of Bethlehem. We also have uh, Lucia crowns that you can buy for Lucia. So there's one kind that has the little electric bulbs. And there's also a toddler-friendly version that is made out of cloth.
0: Yeah, that's one thing. Make sure your batteries all work in your Lucia crowns if you're coming out. We had a couple of battery emergencies last year (laughs) where people were scrambling for double A's.
1: Yes. You don't want to be the, the
0: odd one out. <laughs> and Catherine, do you have a favorite part about the holidays that you like to share with us all? Oh, man. Um, I think my favorite part is always the Yule
1: board. So all of the Christmas food is always a big one for me. But I love the Tomta. I think that story is just the best. It's something that we used to read every Christmas Eve. So it brings back a lot of good memories. Um, and Lucia is just a really fun tradition. I remember my grandparents got me a little Lucia crown when I was young, and I refused to wear it only on Lucia. I wore it pretty much every day of the holiday season. Sure. And I would do a mini procession down my stairs <laughs> with little peppercock and bring them to my dad. So I really enjoy that part of it. And I think everyone uh, should come and see what it's like. <laughs>
0: Well, we've reached the point in our show where we asked our guests which Andersonville business they would like to trade places with for a day. So if you weren't working at the museum and the shop, where would you like to be stationed at?
1: That's a really tough choice. I love being in four-sided. That is one of the coolest retail environments I've ever seen. Just like all of the decorations everywhere and Especially during the holidays with all of the ornaments, I think.
0: And they have their spinning trees this year. Yes, it's so neat. Um, So either four-sided or probably candiality because I love candy.
1: Who can resist?
0: Those are two amazing places, especially (laughs) right now during the holidays. All the Swedish fish. (laughs) Well, thank you, Catherine, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. You can celebrate Lucia this Friday by joining us for the procession at 4.45 p.m. at the Swedish American Museum. For more information about Lucia, you can visit the Swedish American Museum website at swedishamericanmuseum.org. For more information on how to volunteer and carry a light during the procession, please visit andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at Andersonville.org.
1: Hi, this is Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Leadership Coach at Valerie Friedlander Coaching, here to wish you all a joyful holiday season. The holidays can be a stressful time in both exciting and frustrating ways. To help you stay true to how you want to show up in this season, take some time to reflect on your top values, knowing that they may not be the same as those around you. Remember that what someone else says is a reflection of what's going on for them and how you hear it is a reflection of what's going on for you. And regularly check in with yourself on what your purpose is as you engage with people and situations that you encounter. If you'd like more support showing up from a more purposeful versus reactive space, check out my website at assessmymindset.com.